Michael Burry has once again predicted a recession and deflation. Specifically in a tweet, Michael Burry stated, Inflation peaked, but it is not the last peak of this cycle. We are likely to see CPI lower, possibly negative in the second half of 2023, and the US in recession by any definition. The Fed will cut and the government will stimulate, and we'll have another inflation spike. It's not hard. So Michael Burry is making a few key predictions here. First, inflation has peaked and will start going down. So we'll have disinflation and possibly even deflation if inflation ends up being negative. Second, there will be a recession in 2023. And third, this is all part of the economic cycle and the government will respond as it always does. So we'll have periods of high inflation followed by high interest rates, which then bring inflation down, which then ultimately will force the government to stimulate the economy in a continual cycle. So let's break this down and see whether Michael Burry is correct. Michael Burry has been predicting a recession for quite some time now. And if you predict a recession often enough, you will eventually be correct. Now, I think he does have a bit of a point about recession risk at the moment. Indeed, we can even see some of this in what the IMF has said. The IMF has predicted that at least a third of the world's economy will be in a recession during 2023. They've indicated that the EU and the US have a serious risk of being in a recession, even if China isn't quite there. They've also indicated that things are going to feel much worse in 2023 than they were in 2022. And we can see that Michael Burry has a point that a recession could easily be on the horizon. And this is for several key reasons. The first major thing to look at is what CEOs are saying. CEOs presumably at least are trying to work out whether there's a recession. And they can also observe what their customers are paying, what their customers are willing to pay, and they should have forecast future demand. They can also see what they are paying for their own inputs. And they should also be forecasting what they will need to pay into the future. At least this is what should be going on if they are doing their job properly. Now here we have a couple of surveys. The first one is by KPMG. They surveyed 1,300 global CEOs, 400 of whom manage large US corporations. Of these, 91% saw a recession coming in 2023, and only 34% of them thought the recession would be mild or short. This suggests a significant recession likelihood. Now, KPMG didn't dig into exactly why they thought there would be a recession. They didn't dig into what might trigger that recession. However, 91% of CEOs suspect there will be a recession. This is also backed up by a survey that the conference board did. Now, the conference board is perhaps most well known for their leading economic indicators and for their CEO confidence survey that they put out. Now, the conference board also found a similar result. In their survey, a full 98% of CEOs were preparing for a recession in 2023 in the US, and a full 99% were preparing for a recession in the European Union. This again suggests significant pessimism amongst CEOs. This pessimism is informative for a couple of reasons. Firstly, it gives us a prediction about what they think will happen in the economy. Secondly, it gives us an idea about what will go on with future corporate demand. That is, if CEOs are seeing a recession in 2023, those CEOs are going to demand fewer inputs, which will have a cascading effect within the economy. Basically mean this prediction of a recession can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. However, regardless of which way you're looking at it, CEOs are predicting a recession in 2023. We can also look at what economists are saying. Now, economists are notoriously vague and a little bit rubbery in their predictions. And there is that old adage that you can ask five economists for a prediction and you get back 10 different answers. 
but nevertheless, they add some texture to what CEOs are saying. Now, according to Bloomberg, economists think there's a 70% chance of a recession in 2023. That itself is high, but it gets even worse. Of course, in prior readings, it was at 60%, and then before that at 50%, i.e. the probability of a recession appears to be increasing. Indeed, according to Bloomberg's own economic model, there is a 100% chance of a recession in 2023. We can also dig a little bit deeper into this by looking at major factors that might influence whether there's a recession, including GDP growth and the unemployment rate. Of course, in the United States, we need to consider a panoply of factors when assessing whether there is a recession, not just GDP growth. Nevertheless, if we focus on GDP growth, according to facts of economists, GDP growth is expected to be basically flat in many quarters in 2023, so near zero in Q1 and Q3, and negative in Q2 in 2023, maybe recovering a little bit in Q4. But Q4 is so far away, it is very difficult to make actual predictions for Q4 2023. So if we're seeing very muted, possibly negative GDP growth, that might suggest we might be heading toward a recession. But in the United States, the unemployment rate is incredibly low. And as the Federal Reserve and others have indicated, when that unemployment rate is so low, it's very difficult to have a recession in the United States. Of course, the United States would require a broader economic contraction for a recession to be declared. So if we look at the unemployment rate, at the moment, it is 3.7%. However, the Economist in fact set forecast, this will get toward 4.7% or a little bit higher by the end of 2023. This suggests a significant worsening in labor market conditions. You add on to this forecast about non-farm payrolls being close to zero in the earlier part of 2023 as well. Now, predicting unemployment rates is notoriously a little bit fraught. Furthermore, if the participation rate goes up, then your unemployment rate will tautologically go up, even if the economy has not worsened. So we need to consider what might happen to the participation rate, but it seems to be showing very few times of actually improving at the moment. And indeed, it went down significantly during the past couple of years, and has not really recovered. Put together, all of these factors suggest there is a strong chance of a recession occurring in 2023. We can next consider earnings growth. The earnings growth can tell us quite a bit about the state of the economy. During 2022, corporate earnings were not particularly good. And it doesn't look like 2023 will be much better. During 2022, most sectors did badly. The only standout sector was energy, which surged on the back of soaring commodity prices. However, consumer discretionary, commercial services, and financials all experienced negative earnings growth. And even consumer staples only had very lukewarm growth. Now, this is a broad-based issue. According to analysts in FactSet, the calendar year earnings growth is about 5.1% in the United States. This is well below inflation. It also is lower than prior expectations. All the way back in June, analysts expected earnings to grow by 9.1%. This suggests that analysts have been routinely over-optimistic about the state of corporate earnings, and therefore over-optimistic about whether a recession might ultimately be ensuing. Furthermore, it tells us that many of these companies are going to face increasing headwinds if they are experiencing negative real earnings growth. This is likely to persist into 2023, it seems. According to BlackRock in their weekly commentary, and they've been saying this for quite some time now, the market appears to be over-optimistic about earnings expectations and appears to have not fully factored in the possibility of a recession and the possibility of future earnings declines. BlackRock is basically getting at the idea 
that while price-to-earnings multiples might have declined, the earnings expectations themselves have not properly decreased, and therefore firms' valuations are still too high. And this again suggests a recession might be on the horizon. We can next look at what the yield curve is telling us. Now, the yield curve depicts the required rate of return, or the yield to maturity, on bonds of various lengths. For example, the yield on a 10-year, or a 7-year, or a 2-year, or a 1-year, or on the other hand, a 20-year, or a 30-year bond. In a normal yield curve, it's what's called upward sloping. That is, the yield on a 20-year bond is greater than a 10-year, greater than a 7-year, etc., etc., i.e., the longer the time to maturity, the greater the required return per annum. However, at the moment, we've got what's called an inverted yield curve. Here, the shorter dated bonds have a greater return per annum than the longer dated bonds. For example, the one year and the two year, they have a greater required rate of return per annum than a 10 year or a 20 year. These inverted yield curves are interesting. They tell us that future interest rates are likely to be cut. Hence why the longer dated bonds have a lower required rate of return than the shorter dated ones. Then we need to think about why is it that interest rates would be cut? And in reality, that's because there might be a recession. Interest rates get cut when economic growth starts to decline. And that appears to be what the yield curve is implying. It's implying the Federal Reserve will need to cut their policy rate in order to tackle a recession. Now, the Federal Reserve has been very cautious about saying anything in any way associated with this. But the market doesn't necessarily seem to believe the Federal Reserve's rhetoric. Hence why we've got this steeply inverted yield curve. What then about the Federal Reserve? The Federal Reserve is a major player in whether there is a recession and the severity thereof. The Federal Reserve has routinely said they believe the labor market is too hot, that inflation is too high, and they've also indicated they want to get the funds rate above 5% and keep it there throughout 2023. However, as indicated by the yield curve, the market clearly doesn't believe them. And the market clearly believes that there will be a recession or at least an economic downturn and the Federal Reserve will need to cut rates. If the Federal Reserve does not cut rates, then they could make the whole economic situation significantly worse. This is something that many commentators have alluded to. Kathy Wood and Elon Musk have said as such, albeit with a degree of self-interest. Michael Burry has also echoed this. Michael Burry has indicated that the Federal Reserve is so intent on getting inflation under control, of being super hawkish, that they risk tightening too much into a recession, too much into an economic slowdown, and becoming something like the Federal Reserve in the 1930s. BlackRock has also echoed this sentiment. In their weekly commentary, BlackRock has repeatedly indicated that they think the Federal Reserve will over-tighten and over-tighten into a recession, and this will crunch corporate earnings, and that the market has not fully priced this. That is, BlackRock thinks the Federal Reserve won't cut rates when there's an economic downturn, they'll keep rates too high for too long, and this will significantly adversely affect the economy. At the moment, if we look at the Federal Reserve's psychology, they're not really going to lose that much from over-tightening. If the Federal Reserve over-tightens but gets inflation under control, they can at least say this is a win. They can at least say they satisfied their mandate of getting inflation crushed. However, if the Federal Reserve fails to get inflation under control, and inflation ends up maybe going down a little bit and then becoming runaway inflation again, we end up with the whole situation that Paul Volcker focused or faced, and this is going to make the Federal Reserve look significantly worse. That is, the Federal Reserve has more to lose from under-tightening than they do from over-tightening, thereby increasing the risk of a recession. So for all of these factors put together, whether we're looking at economists' forecasts, what CEOs are saying, or earnings, there are several factors that point toward a 
quite bad 2023. And even if we don't quite end up in a recession, we're going to have very slow economic growth, bad corporate earnings, and relatively muted growth. This would imply you need to be super selective when you go out and select which stocks or which investments to invest in. You might also look for pockets of value, that is companies that have been crunched in a sector-wide sell-down, even though those specific companies have genuine good prospects. Not value traps, but good quality companies that are trading at very low prices. What then about inflation? Michael Burry has indicated that inflation has already peaked and that inflation will come down during 2023 and will have a disinflation, potentially even deflation. Is Michael Burry correct about his inflation predictions? Now, Michael Burry is in the vicinity of being correct about inflation having peaked. By the end of 2022, headline CPI was at 7.1% year on year. It had been steadily decreasing month on month. It was above 8% and then it ended just above 7%. So inflation certainly is going downwards. It is still far above what the Federal Reserve wants, but it's heading in the right direction. Most economists predicted inflation will be toward that maybe 4% area by the end of 2023. But that is quite some time away, so a lot can happen between now and then. Nevertheless, economists are predicting inflation will be heading in the right direction. This is largely on the back of the Federal Reserve keeping interest rates higher for longer. The Federal Reserve has indicated they'll keep interest rates above 5% and they want to hold them there until inflation starts to show signs that it's really making genuine progress toward their 2% target level. The next issue is deflation. Now, no one really is predicting deflation other than maybe Kathy Wood. Kathy Wood seems to think deflation will magically occur due to quote-unquote disruptive innovation, whatever disruptive innovation is. It seems to be a buzzword used to generate interest in ARK Innovation ETF, which is done notoriously badly. However, disruptive innovation appears to be an amalgam of AI, machine learning, and other techie buzzwords that seem to be designed to drum interest in tech stocks, even if those tech stocks aren't performing particularly well. Nevertheless, Kathy Wood is predicting inflation, or deflation rather, no one else really appears to be doing so. Furthermore, we don't want deflation. Deflation is incredibly damaging to the economy. It means a dollar in the future is worth more than a dollar now. That adds as a disincentive to go out and spend, which grinds economic activity to a halt. I.e., people aren't going to spend money now if the money is just going to be worth more tomorrow. And that's why people don't want deflation. It's been something that Japan has been struggling with for quite some time now. Japan was in a bit of a deflationary death spiral, hence why Japan seemed to be happy to have even just signs of inflation throughout 2022. So all of the people looking at deflation thinking it's going to be positive, it isn't. It's hugely damaging to the economy. So in short, Michael Borry has a bit of a point about inflation. I don't think it's realistic that deflation would occur during 2023. I don't see any catalyst for that. I don't see any catalyst for energy prices cratering. And indeed, if China reopens and reopens consistently, there will be more demand for oil and energy commodities, which will in turn support inflation, not cause deflation. I'm not entirely sure where that argument would be coming from. Nevertheless, he makes a decent point about disinflation, not so much about the deflationary story. Nevertheless, if you've got any thoughts about what is going on in the economy, about whether Michael Burry is correct here, about whether there will be a recession, let me know that in the comments below. And otherwise, thanks a lot for tuning in, and hopefully I see you next time.